Hello, Burlington, and welcome to Net Zero Energy. I'm Jennifer Green, Director of Sustainability for the City of Burlington, where our goal is to reduce and eventually eliminate fossil fuel usage. Today, we're with Amber Widmayer, a regulatory specialist at BED, and Darren Springer, General Manager. Today, we're speaking with Amber and Darren about the recently concluded legislative session. So great to have both of you with us. As a regulatory specialist, you come to us with a law degree, a law background. I have a degree in urban studies and planning with a specialty in environmental planning. So about the first half of my career was as an environmental regulator um, reviewing development plans. Um, And I moved to Vermont to transition to energy regulation um, specifically because I felt like putting my skills towards addressing climate change through regulations and law and policy was a, was a bigger bang for my career buck. I've been in Vermont about seven years. I've been with BED almost four years. When I moved to Vermont, I, I studied at Vermont Law School and earned a Master of Law in Energy Law. Um, so that's how I ended up coming here. So most of my energy background I've kind of accumulated through internships. I worked for Velco for a little bit and actually started my legislative work working for a lobbying firm, mostly doing the similar work that I do, which is tracking the discussions about energy policies. You know, Darren, I know you have a law degree. Do you want to tell us about that? I don't know how many people are aware of your, your background. Yeah, I, I too came to Vermont. Uh, this was back in 2002 to attend Vermont Law School and uh, did a, a law degree and a master's in environmental uh, law Uh, back in 2002 to 2005. And one of the most formative experiences I had in law school was I spent a semester working for Senator Leahy on the Judiciary Committee and got a sense of the federal legislative process. And I spent a semester with the Vermont Alliance of Conservation Voters in Montpelier uh, getting a sense of the Vermont legislative process. And I spent the first eight years of my career in Washington, D.C., and four of those were with Senator Sanders working on climate and energy policy uh, at the federal level. And when I came back to Vermont uh, for good uh, back in 2013, um, I worked in the Vermont legislature as deputy commissioner of public service and got to work on uh, net metering legislation and the renewable energy standard itself and really came to appreciate the legislative process here and how much you could get done on energy and climate policy. It's not that it's easy. It's it's hard, but it's possible to get good things done. And sometimes at the federal level, it's not. So to the extent that policy at the state level can be uh, helpful in that regard, then that's something that we you know, are going to strive for. Because uh, we know that our net zero goal is not just about Burlington Electric's work or even the city's policies, as important as those are, but it's state and federal policy as well. Amber, you've been spending the last months at the State House as the regulatory specialist. Just tell listeners what that means and why that's important to have a role like that here at BED. Well, basically, I'm listening a lot. There were probably a handful of bills. One that probably had the most testimony that we we were following was the Clean Heat Standard, or this year it was called the Affordable Heat Act. The result was that the Public Utility Commission will be tasked with coming up with how to implement which clean heat measures will count. It's uncharted territory and exciting to be a part of that and um, to help in any way we can. Darren, we talked a little bit about the clean heat standard before we started recording, and you had mentioned the importance of explaining to folks what it truly is about and maybe debunking some of the misconceptions. Can you tell us more about that? The clean heat bill and the reason that, that Burlington Electric is paying attention is we obviously work in the heating space now with cold climate heat pumps, 
uh, with geothermal, potentially with district heat. We're a weatherization partner. So when there's policy being made in that space, we want to be participating. We want to make sure it can support Burlington's net zero uh, initiatives and goals. The bill that came out uh, provides a lot of new potential tools for incentives, for helping customers, and ultimately we were supportive of it for that reason. Amber, you mentioned that is one thing in particular, but I know there was other stuff. What else did you have, were you paying close attention to? Now that there's you know, a massive shift towards electrification of transportation, our subject matter very much overlaps with those committees. Um, so early in the session, we were watching closely for um, to, to figure out which way things were going to go for a proposal to collect basically infrastructure fees from EV owners um, because currently the system is collected through gas tax. Obviously, EV owners don't pay that. So there's been a couple different methods that have been studied over the past several years, and um, Department of Transportation has, as a result of doing a number of studies, decided to move forward with exploring a mileage-based user fee. So we were there to be supportive and to provide any information about how, in the past, a a proposal that we've explored and and recommended against would have been collecting fees through the utility company. So we were able to provide testimony to urge them not to pursue that avenue because it would be very bypassable for um, any uh, EV owners. Many people who have EVs don't necessarily choose to install charging infrastructure at their house. And even if they do, some people aren't on our EV rate, and there's only a limited number of people we're able to actually see their information from. So it would raise a whole number of logistical issues. We weren't really um, in the best position to move forward with that. You know, what Amber's talking about was really also to uh, protect uh, partly the advantage that we have right now with uh, EVs in terms of cost for customers. You know, right now, if you drive an electric vehicle in Burlington, not only do you get 100% renewable electricity, but you are actually paying a lot less than you would pay if you were filling up with gas, as cheap as the equivalent of 70 cents a gallon if you're charging uh, you know, overnight off-peak with our residential EV rate. And this proposal would have potentially added fees to that. And that seems to be counter to the initiatives that we want to support for climate, where we want to make driving electric cheap and competitive. Uh, obviously, we need to collect road fees as well. So a vehicle mile fee or, or something like that uh, kind of you know meets that goal, but also doesn't disadvantage uh, EV fuel, essentially, uh, renewable electricity. And so that was important for us. And uh, if I remember correctly, when Amber testified on this uh, in the committee, she even brought in her level one charging cord uh, to show the committee what that looks like. Because when she talks about it being bypassable, anybody plugging into a wall outlet wouldn't be paying this fee. Only people who have signed up for the EV rate and are doing essentially what we're asking them to do uh, by charging off peak would have been subject to it. And that's why we thought uh, the vehicle mile policy would have been a better policy. Reflecting back over the session, is there a particular day or a couple of days that sort of stand out in terms of you needing to be everywhere at once. Toward the end of the session is always the the most exciting time because all the the work that the legislators have been doing, um, gathering data and research and information, has you know come to a head because um, they're they've got the bill in hand and they're they're voting, they're working on amendments and things are moving pretty quickly. So yeah, there was a week where I needed to be there pretty much every day. 
Well, Darren, I know you had made several trips back and forth to Montpelier. I wonder, I wonder if you can tell us what you were tracking, what you were, where and when you were testifying, and why. Well, first of all, I have to clarify all those trips were via electric vehicle. <laughs> yes. Uh, so no fossil fuel was used in the transport to and from Montpelier. I, I did go down to uh, testify on a few different bills. Um, Amber was down there quite a bit as well. Uh, one of the things that we were working on, which um, has passed the legislature and is, is waiting for uh, the governor's action, is a bill called S-137, uh, which is a follow-up uh, to a three-year program. And we're an efficiency utility, uh, just like Efficiency Vermont for the rest of the state. We provide the efficiency services in Burlington. And that bill essentially allows us to access a portion of our efficiency funds to really help with our net zero goal. Um, and, and it's already in action, and now this bill would help expand it. So when we provide a customer with an EV rebate, a heat pump rebate, uh, when we provide multifamily buildings uh, and rental buildings with charging infrastructure uh, funds, part of it's coming through this program uh, that, that S-137 is supporting. It also is doing uh, some unique things. It's helping us with funds, for example, to help customers who want to drill a geothermal test well. Uh, to see if they have an appropriate site to do geothermal heating and cooling. Uh, we know that that's of interest all around the city, uh, including potentially at the new high school, and we're supporting those efforts uh, through this funding as well. So that bill uh, was a really under-the-radar climate bill. Didn't get the uh, media coverage, for example, that the clean heat bill did, but may have a really uh, important impact here in Burlington the other bill that I think we were focused on, or, or wasn't really a bill, but a set of policy potential uh, proposals, uh, is related to Vermont's renewable energy standard. Um, we're 100% renewable. We're trying to make sure we can stay 100% renewable while keeping costs as low as possible for our customers. So when there are proposals that would affect our portfolio um, and how we do that, uh, that's something that we want to engage in as well. Um, and so uh, there ended up being a work group proposal that came out of the legislature on that set of issues, and we'll participate in that uh, during the off session and, and potentially uh, see where that goes uh, next year. And really, all of this is to say um, a lot of the work that we do legislatively is because it is a citizen legislature. Part of it is just as Amber said, we need to provide information. We have utility information, data that we can share, perspective that we can share. But also, we need to be the voice for our customers um, and represent the concerns that we might have uh, in terms of our net zero goal, in terms of costs and uh, reliability for our system. So there's really a couple of different facets to that work. And BED is fairly unique, Vermont's fairly unique, uh, where we're both municipally regulated and state regulated. I think there's only six states in the country where that's the case. So uh, we have to engage, obviously, on city policy and on state policy. Just to be clear to listeners, we're really talking about potential additional and stackable incentives that we can add to further encourage heat pumps, electric vehicles, electrification overall. Well, yeah, and, and really, we have to think about it in, in a couple of different program buckets, so to speak. Um, the Renewable Energy Standard has something called Tier 3, which allows us as an electric utility uh, to offer incentives for things like heat pumps and electric vehicles, and we do. Uh, our efficiency programs, as we touched on, uh, we have ability to use some of those funds to support heat pumps and, and other uh, technologies. This And those, those are programs that we run. Um, this clean heat bill is putting an obligation on fuel providers, uh, the gas utility, the, the fuel oil dealers, uh, not the electric utility, to offer programs of their own. And it may be that they end up focusing more 
on certain complementary measures like weatherization, where we're focused on heat pumps and there's a symmetry to that potentially. It may be that they are able to add dollars to our already really strong heat pump incentives in certain cases. And I think, you know, one of the things that I, I clarified uh, on, on the radio earlier uh, during the legislative session is Burlington Electric is not looking to derive revenue from this program. We may well generate clean heat credits potentially, or, or in partnership with other entities, we might generate clean heat credits. We want the clean heat credits to stay in Burlington. We have an ambitious net zero energy goal. And to the extent that a clean heat credit is the emissions reduction value in Vermont of a heat pump or any other measure, uh, we want that to stay right here and count towards our goal. I think there was uh, some misconception that maybe this would be something where we might generate credits and, and sell them. That's definitely not what we're looking to do. Great. I really appreciate that clarification. I'm curious if there are other issues that we should cover for listeners that we that we didn't talk about. Well, I, I think that, um, you know, Amber kind of mentioned this earlier, but the Vermont legislative process is, is really special in a way um, because Vermont is a small state. People can get to know their legislators. Uh, people can make a difference uh, and impact on the legislative process. And it's really um, so different than what you might see at the national level, for example. Uh, and it is much more collegial and collaborative and, and productive in a lot of ways. And so it's a privilege for us to get to engage in that process on behalf of our customers and try to support uh, good energy and good climate policy. Amber Widmayer, Darren Springer, I want to thank you both so much for being here. It was really a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Jen. Thank you again for listening to Net Zero Energy. If you have any questions about this podcast or what BED offers regarding incentives, rebates, or technological support, look for us at burlingtonelectric.com or call us at 802-865-7300. You can also follow us on Facebook. We're always here to help and look forward to engaging with you on our mutual path to net zero energy. Mm-hmm.